and flex when you say it. Dude, the other, <laughs> the other last night, McKenna said something, and I went like, I, I just said like, I am the strongest man in this room, and I fucking tensed my <laughs> muscles, and like, let me see if I can. Like as as like she was like, holy shit, are you are you all right? <laughs> and I was I just had like a tank top on, and I was just flexing as hard as I could. <laughs> It was so out of random because she was talking about something and I just I went, I'm the strongest man in this room. <laughs> Trying to do like a Goldberg pose or something. I've like been watching too much Goldberg. Well, you didn't miss anything with the documentary. Oh, really? I fell asleep. <laughs> it was, dude. It was uh, just like the the main. Um, it wasn't even any of the kids. It was just like Gunnar Hansen. Um, is it Jim Sidow? I can't remember. Um, all the guys who played like the family, Leatherface mm-hmm. family. Um, just literally talking, like no music. Just, and they were all just kind of like. Some of them didn't care. Some of them, like Gunnar Hansen at the end of the documentary and McKenna saw the end of it, he literally goes like, he's like, I'm grateful, but I don't think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like the best thing I've ever done or um, like the thing I want to be remembered for. He's like, there are things that matter more to me, both professionally and personally than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And he's like, so if I wind up being remembered only as like Leatherface, that's pretty unfortunate. And then it goes to credits. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> and at first I was like, okay with what he was saying. Cause I was like, yeah, I get it. Like nobody knows obviously like what you accomplish personally in your life other than like your immediate circle. But uh, right there at the end for it to end on that, she was like, that was kind of shitty about <laughs> to say, right? And I was like, I don't think, he, I don't think he worded it right. But I mean, how else are you supposed to be remembered by people that don't fucking know you only as, you know what I mean? Like either way, there's, that's a group of people that it was weird. And it wasn't, it wasn't too um, interesting. They didn't really talk. One, the guy who like, who played the grandpa, he was a young guy and he just seemed kind of like passively bitter and kind of a douche. Just the way he presented himself, he kind of like seemed like he was mad that like, like passively so that he's not uh, rich. He's like, I've never made a dime from the movie. So, you know, and um, he was just some of the shit he said, I was like, that's probably a lie. And then the guy who plays the hitchhiker in this, he also just comes off very like, I don't want to say full of himself, but just like, he's a talker for sure. And uh, I was just, I made it through it after a little nap. And then I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I had a great time during that. But all right, yeah, that was the, for anyone interested. It was the um, I think it was just called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Revisited or something on Tubi. Um, <coughs> an hour long. It's not 
the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just an older little documentary, almost like a feature that would have been on like the re-release of the movie or something. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's the, you didn't miss anything. I think you'd be glad that you actually didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I wanted to, well, that makes me feel better because I definitely wanted to fit that in. I just did not have the time. Shit has been a little crazy, but. You did rewatch this though, right? This I did. Yes, I did. I watched a few. I was so excited. I watched it like earlier in the week, actually. Like as soon as I got my first chance, I think I uh, hopped on this one and I just couldn't wait because I think it was, I think it was only my second time seeing it. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. When was the first time oh. you ever saw it? No, it wasn't just my second time. I because I actually wanted to ask you this. Okay. I thought I watched this with you before. I think you did. I'm pretty sure I showed you this. So I think that might have been the actual first time because remember in Florida, we had like a little Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. uh, marathon a little bit. Did we watch I, like three? Yeah, yeah. We, we no, we did or four. The, we literally watched every single one that existed at the time except for Part Three and Texas Chainsaw 3D because I don't think Leatherface had come out yet. Oh, I thought Leatherface was like 2006, which uh, the New Beginning or something's 2006, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we watched all of those except for <laughs> Part Three and Part 3D. Um, That's okay. Yeah. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so, so that was my first time watching this. So I had yeah. watched this uh, a time or two before this, but it's still yeah. like on one hand, this might be might be my third or fourth watch. Well, I've seen it obviously quite a dozen times. Um, I've seen the remake more, obviously um i dude i can remember the day i watched the texas chainsaw massacre for the first time i was i had just become a saw fan i was younger i was i watched saw one i was blown the fuck away and then um my mom like took me around to all these pawn shops where we used to go buy dvds cheap you know and i was going there just to try and find um the Saw movies, and I went and found Saw 2, and I think Saw 3, and I also found the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on, like, the special collector's two-disc edition, and I picked it up for, like, a buck, and I remember I was so excited to watch it, dude, because my grandmother, who I've talked about in previous episodes, she's the one that kind of got me into horror, mm -hmm. um, she set me on the path for Friday the 13th, and all those things, um, I once asked her what was the scariest movie she thought like what was, you know what was her scariest movie ever and she said the original texas chainsaw massacre so when i found it i was like i thought i'd struck the holy grail of horror you know let me take out my tooth because it sucks to talk with that motherfucker in <laughs> uh and so i i found it and coincidentally we were going to my aunt's house up in georgia and at the time i was young enough to where like i didn't really care to talk to my aunt because my uncle wasn't there so it was just like my mom and my aunt were gonna hang out and i went to the bedroom and i watched uh three movies that that day the boondock saints for the first time mm -hmm. fucking love it amazing movie i watched saw two love it forever cemented me as a saw fan and i watched the texas chainsaw massacre on like this bunk bed on this little um like remember the old portable tvs yeah i watched it on like one of those i just popped the dvd and watched it and 
I was so confused and underwhelmed and just downright baffled because I genuinely thought like, oh, this is a comedy. <laughs> that was my very first thoughts of watching the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I literally thought like, what was, the, did I rent, did I buy the wrong one? Did my grandmother see a different one? Because this is not scary at all. Um, so to this day, I still kind of consider it more of a black comedy. Um, but on rewatch and like listening to the interviews and everything, I don't know. I still consider it somewhat of a black comedy, just a very, 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 very dark one. Um, but I can see how it was maybe scary for its time, for sure. It treats it so real that I guess that's pretty scary. But well, I'd already yeah. seen the remake before I saw that one. So I just, I don't know. I was, I was like, Grandma, you thought this was the scariest movie you've ever seen? She's like, yeah, as a kid, it fucked me up. Well, I think the director has said that uh, like when they made the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which uh, definitely leads into the comedy. <laughs> uh, I think he said that he was trying to uh, make, make bring to light some of the dark comedy that people went over people's heads from the first one. So I, I believe he said that he had the intent that there was okay, comedy cool. in it. Like that was a thing. Because people have straight up gotten mad at me for saying that. Like, they're like, what are you talking about? That's one of the best war movies ever made. And I'm, I say, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just don't think it's particularly scary. Um, to me, Leatherface is comical in it. Like hearing him shriek and just kind of like run around. And when the old man's like beating him in the kitchen, I showed my brother, my younger brother, that when we were growing up and we both used to laugh at Leatherface. Right. Like when he falls, dude, when at the end, when he gets, when the, the truck driver hits him with a wrench, <laughs> he falls down and cuts himself in the leg. That shit was the funniest. Oh, that shit was so funny. There's definitely uh, comedic undertones to it with that character, but I also found a lot of pretty horrific elements in this. And I, upon watching, I could totally see how people could be like, oh my God, this is scary. I mean, maybe the, the buildup and the hype might get fuck with people a little bit with this movie i guess i understand that because some of the acting is like you think it's kind of like over the top and just yeah. funny and out there and the hitchhiker that we see in the very beginning but as much as i agree with that i still found some real uncomfortable i don't know i mean i don't know if it's credit to the actor who played the hitchhiker or what but I was still kind of like uncomfortable because I, first of all, I just felt like to be in that van and to be kind of like sweaty and like kind of it's hot van. There's a dude in the wheelchair. There's it's kind of cramped. Then you pick up this hitchhiker with like a blood smear on his face and he's acting real goofy and they're all looking at him like, uh, and the way he's acting as over the top as it is for some reason was still kind of uncomfortable for me. And I know it seems like I would see stuff like this in a lot, like other movies. And I'm like, okay, take it down a notch. You're overdoing it. I can't explain why. I don't know if maybe it has something to do with the the way that I mean that the fact that this is from the, the 70s and the look of the movie or just the aesthetics. I'm sure that all helps, obviously. 
But even with the Leatherface just shrieking and shit, like when you first when you first see him and he comes out and he brings that hammer down on the that's, first yeah, that's, I'm like, yeah, that's a fuck. It's and you get it because you picture him as a big, uh, violent baby who maybe doesn't exactly know what he's doing. It doesn't know right and wrong. And although it's over the top and it can be funny with the shrieking and everything, it's terrifying. Because if that was a real person, you wouldn't be fucking laughing in front of them. Right. Peel your face off. I think maybe part of the problem was is I'd already seen the remake. So that was my Leatherface. So that's what I was expecting when I saw this. And for Leatherface not to be that at all and be more like what you said, Mm. a giant violent baby. Um, It just was not what I was looking for interested in. Um, One of my first horror nightmares was actually Leatherface. I had a lot of Jaws and like shark dreams as a kid mm, that fucked me up. Yeah. Randomly had a, like a few Chucky dreams I went through a phase. I would be up late at night waiting for my mom to get home from work. So I would just watch TV and I would like fall asleep on the couch like waiting for her. I wanted to, I just wanted to be there and like see her come home, make sure she was okay, even though I was like a little kid. And uh, so I'd just be downstairs like in the dark, falling asleep to like watching and they would show like a commercial for like so and so marathon come up and of course I would flick through the channels back when you had to you know flip through the channels and I would just catch it on a I swear it happened multiple times I'd click it and be like what's going on here and it would be right when like the sh- sharks coming out of the water <laughs> yeah or at one time it was when uh, Chucky was underneath the bed and someone was, like was reaching for him and I hurried up and like changed the channel I was like so scared. And my last and one was Leatherface. And I think the Leatherface that I watched as a kid that I saw my first view of this person called Leatherface was from uh, the new generation. Is it the new or the next? The new, right? The next generation. Next generation. I always fucking fuck that up. It, it was, uh, so when we rewatched the next generation and he's like swinging the chainsaw around at the end like all crazy yeah. like i was like oh that's what i that's this is when i first saw him i didn't see the rest of this that crazy ass movie so i just remember him chasing me over a hill and some of it would be from my point of view but for some reason the dream was also from like a side scroller so i could see me going over the hill and he's just behind me with a chainsaw over these very round hills i still have that vividly in my brain from a leather face nightmare as a child. So my vote is he's scary. Well, no, I mean the, the idea of Leatherface is scary. I just don't think this um iteration of him is particularly frightening. But can um, you imagine back then in the 70s? Yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. Uh, let me just say clarify, I guess. I love this movie. Like I enjoy watching it every time. Like, look uh, at that that dope cover art on that VHS gets me giddy. I would pop it in again and watch it right now. Um, I just don't, cause I do love the characters. I do like the sweaty, like barbecue gas station shop. Like this feels like Texas, like this just feels yeah. so real and sweaty and seventies. And like, you were right when you were saying with the hitchhiker in the scene, like you feel like you're in that fucking van and you, you can feel the heat and the uncomfortableness and the smell. And I don't even think the actor who plays the hitchhikers really overacting at all i think he fucking nails it um i think everybody nails it the only problem i have with the cast is fucking franklin there it is easily the most 
annoying character in the history of horror cinema. I was going to ask, I was like, I got to ask, do you agree with the world, like the horror community when they, we go to Franklin as the most annoying horror character? Off the top of my head, yeah. I can't think of anything right now, literally, because that just, fuck, it is fucking crazy. Like, the fact that he's in a wheelchair, the fact that he's fat, fat <laughs> the fact that he has, like, black curly hair and, like, the dumb look on his face, and he just never shuts up. He fucking... That accent, it just everything about him. He's so pathetic. Not the way people, the way he was trying to take a piss in the beginning. Do you see fit on? Yeah, with- <laughs> dude. Like that's one of the reasons I, I would say that watching this movie is not something that I do too often. Because, because of Franklin. Because of Franklin. Because and because of how long it takes for anybody to get killed. Like so, you're just you get you have the nice um, hitchhiker scene. But then it just like they go to that house and they're walking around and you have Franklin going like, <gasps> like and trying to wheel around the house and it's so fucking maddening that when uh, I didn't think it was that long. Okay, so once we get rid of the hitchhiker, I guess we do. They go to some where were they? There was some gas station where people were just in the back of their trucks and shit. Yeah, or some, they stop at what a gas station. That? Then they go to they're trying. Well, first they're on their way to the grave site. To make sure that their daddy's um, grave hasn't been bothered, then they're gonna go visit their daddy's old house. But they pitch up, pick up the hitchhiker. That happens, and they stop at the gas station and um, have a little bit of business there. And then they go to the house, and while they're at the house, like two of the people decide to, they want to go try swimming. So they ask Franklin where the swimming hole is, and that's when they wander off. Um, and it just takes so and then finally when they get to the house yeah the guy gets hit with the hammer then the girl gets fucking hung on the hook and that's all cool like that's awesome that's obviously the best part i can remember leatherface coming out of that door and slamming it shut oh god yeah that was unbelievable that's when i felt like the movie was gonna take off when i first saw it instead we get more of like franklin shit like sally i'll I'll go with you sally i'll go with you and it's just like holy Fuck me. Yeah, you see Franklin uh, get cut by the hitchhiker when he's in the van, and you see him struggling to pee. You see him fucking instantly roll down the hill and out of the wheelchair. Yeah. Like, I would have drove that fucking van away as soon as he was down that hill. I'd be like, oh, here's our chance. Yeah, and uh, you have this hitchhiker showing them pictures of uh, what, dead cows or dead carcasses or whatnot. Yeah. And then he takes a picture of them and then wants to sell the picture of them he took to them. But they're like, no. So he burns it and cuts Franklin. They kick him out. And when he's like kicking it in the car and fucking at the car while they're, although it was quite obvious, they're like, oh, it's like, you're, it's like, speed away. Yeah. No, I think they're not. <laughs> well, it was, still was uncomfortable. You know what? I, I excuse I'd that scene. freaking out. Yeah. I excuse that scene only because like they pull off the side of the road. So I like to think that like the reason they're not speeding off yet is because like maybe the driver like sees other cars like pass yeah 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 can't pull back but it is obvious i know what you're talking about um well it's like he's trying it was also it's like he's trying to even when it's like they don't yet really speed away it's like they stay at the same space but the actor starts going back so he just instead of the the car actually moving away from him it seems like it seems like he pulled back Mm. so that that was a little Weird, but I will say when he cut his hand in the car, this is in the 70s, and that hand slice, that palm slice, mm. 
looked a thousand times better than the Palm Slice from Deep Blue Sea in 99. Oh. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> decades later. Decades what are you going to use? Bait. Bait. She jumps off, gets eaten immediately. <laughs> she jumped in and was like, oh, fuck this. This was stupid. And then she would have still made it out. That goddamn fucking ladder step didn't break. And then Carter Stevens tries jumping in and saving her. And Susan Rice got burrowed right into the mouth of a shark. Dude, oh, Cool J saved the day in that one. <clears throat> Ladies love Cool James. My head, my head looks like a shark. Um, and so just to finish the Franklin thing, we spend so much time with him and it's so just draining. Franklin and Sally are siblings, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> that when we finally get to Franklin's demise, I personally don't feel it's satisfying enough. I wanted to see that chainsaw like fucking. I wanted them to take a mold of the actor who played Franklin's, take a mold of his face, his head, put it on a fucking dummy, and see that chainsaw going through that fucking face because I hated his character so much. Isn't it so, interesting that, uh, annoying characters in horror movies. I mean, I only have one other example, so maybe I'm going a little too far out on limb. A little, he- little, uh, little bit heavier, curly-haired dudes, like Shelly from Friday the 13th. I didn't think he was that annoying as Franklin. He was pretty annoying, dude. I thought he had he a little bit more. all those jokes, and then he tried to, like, I just wear the mask because, of my, like, he was, I don't know, the victim playing at one point, like, no one likes me, or I don't know. He he was pretty. He was a little tough. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. To me, though, nothing beats Franklin. Franklin just fucking. That, no, I agree. I agree. It's um, still Frank the Tank. Now I'm looking at my VHS, my horror VHSs, to see if there's any other like annoying horror characters that jump out at me. That would be a good list to actually take the time. Yeah, to that'd be fun, right? Like a top five, top ten annoying characters in horror movies. I'd say the the shark in Jaws is pretty annoying. Just won't go the fuck away. Dude, every time it seemed like every time someone went in the water, he'd show up. Yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, so we don't. So his death is just whatever. Like Leatherface pops up, and we this movie doesn't have a lot of doesn't really have any gore or like, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Except for Franklin's death. That's when I needed it to be like, oh, fuck. And they just didn't do it. And what falls with like Sally running through the woods and then like getting kidnapped and brought back. And that's all fine. And like, obviously horrifying. And I thought that was cool. more than I thought that was fucking awesome. That yeah. chase when she's running through that thicket and you see this shit, get her hair's like for real, her hair yeah. is getting caught. Yeah, she's and he's running through, and she runs through, like, in the house where it's like, oh, God, she's going back in there, up the steps, gets chased up there, then through the window from the top, falls to the ground, and you're like, come on, get up. It had you, like, rooting for her. He comes back downstairs to get her. She takes off again. Yeah. She was getting put through the ringer. So yeah. that, I, I don't know. But going back to Franklin's death, too, that's why I love, I actually love all of this. I agree Franklin's death would have been it would have been nice if it was a little more satisfying, but I it gets a pass and it was satisfying enough because at the end of the day, he's stuck in a wheelchair. He can't move. He's in a tall grass and a man wearing skin as a face as a chainsaw is going to kill him. 
That's come on. That's an awful, awful way to go. <laughs> yeah, you can't get out of the chair to escape or anything. And then Franklin gets a a cameo uh, a few movies later, right? Or which one did he come back? It wasn't the next one, right? You see Franklin's skeletal remains in a wheelchair, and um. Oh, it has to be the second one. Was it the very next one? I think it was the For some reason. I thought second. it was weighted. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. They did that in the second. Fun little Easter egg. I think I believe Franklin has since, since passed away. So I'll have a little drink for Franklin. Fuck Franklin. Okay. Dude, also look, Sally. Have... Sally has since, since passed away. Oh, has she? Yeah. And Gunnar Nelson, of course. Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar, <laughs> Gunnar Nelson's a USC fighter. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't have any alcohol to cheers, but I have some rubbing alcohol right here. Shot. <laughs> um, yeah, we have lost a lot of people. Sally's an underrated final girl. You never hear anyone talk about her. Why? Why is that? She's an unbelievable final girl. I love that. Dude, when she's in the back, of course, we're jumping all around, but it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When it's a movie like like this, the more mainstream or legendary ones, or iconic, I should say. When she's in the back of that truck covered in blood and she's just like, you can tell she's just fucked up. I mean, I thought that was like, you like kind of shook your head like she got away. You can tell she's been through some shit and she, uh, I don't know, I thought she, the actress pulled it off awesome. So she's but one of my favorite final girls. The only thing I don't like about her performance is right there at the end when she's trying to get to the back of that pickup truck and it's obvious that she's like not giving it her all because we need Leatherface to get close enough. So like that's just bad direction or like a bad shot that they used. Uh, yeah. Well, there's also a little like you're wondering why they didn't like they had an opportunity to drive away in that truck. It seemed like mm. like the the rig. Oh yeah, yeah. Truck. You're like drive, go. And the truck, that truck driver, one of my favorite underrated <laughs> characters. <laughs> yes. I even looked him up, and I was wondering, uh, I wonder what people think about how, because what happened? Yeah. So he takes off, and Leatherface is in the road, and she got away in the back of the truck. The poor <laughs> truck driver who knocked him down with the wrench. You just see him run. Yeah. And uh, I looked at one thing, and. Uh, people have their different theories of how he survived. I think he even has his own wiki or whatnot, but there was like a Reddit comment that said, uh, some say he's still running. <laughs> <laughs> like skinny as fuck now. Dude, and I love that he has no not. dialogue. He doesn't say like, come on, girl. <laughs> he, he is quiet as shit. And he's just this overweight truck driver with this fro and like for him to grab that wrench turn. And he looks calm as shit. <laughs> he turns around and hums it at Leatherface. <laughs> No, but when he first sees Leatherface, like he gets out, oh, what's going on? Oh, shit, that motherfucker comes around the truck. Uh, I thought he saw that so well. Yeah, he doesn't like wait for her to run to him. He immediately gets in the truck. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's good. Oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? The ending of this is so great. The fact that like he fucking uh, runs over the hitchhiker, obliterates him. Oh, that, that was a gnarly one. That was a yeah, that was pretty aggressive. That's why it made me think, why couldn't we get a little more? Uh, yeah, like, if we could do that, why can't we get a chainsaw through Franklin's fucking head? Yeah, and even like when he put Leatherface put the one girl on the hook, 
you saw really nothing. And you, you could tell, you see the hook and you see that it's alluded to. It still works fine. He kind of like sets her up there. But yeah, they don't even do a blood spurt. The blood's already on the wall when we cut back. So you don't even see the blood spurt onto the wall. Yeah. Um, which I don't want to say that that's like a criticism because it's not the biggest deal, but just something like that now would like would would be a must. It, it just it needs to be there. It, it just helps it make it feel a little bit more uh this, this movie, situation. Does this have the what's the back cover on the VHS tape or DVD for this? The hook scene. Okay. For some reason, I pictured the back art on one of them to be the upside down dead armadillo. Was that never? I think that's one of the Blu-rays. Really? I I, want to know if I'm just making that shit up. But there's so many of those movies. Yeah, there's so many editions. I I don't even have a Blu-ray edition of the original one because there's so many, but none of them really ever have any special like additions or anything. There's this one, which is one of the coolest fucking ones out there. Hang on. Okay. That must be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's probably it. It has to be. I remember going out when I lived in Florida, going outside. I think I was maybe walking the dog or something and just falling around this armadillo right in front of me. I'm just like taking pictures of walking right behind it so close. And I never saw one that close before. And I was like, man, I would love to recreate that cover. So I like ran inside real quick and I didn't have anything in there. And I just came back with a cookie sheet and I went to town on this armadillo. It did nothing to this thing. My cookie sheet was bent to shit. So yeah, eventually I just stabbed it. And then when I did it and like turned it over, it just didn't, the lighting, it was pointless. I just chucked it in the water out back. It was a pointless kill. Have you ever killed yeah. anything before? Any animals? Uh, yeah, I've, I'm a, I come from a hunting family, so I've shot some deer. Um, I've never killed, I mean, I guess do, insects don't count. No. I've killed a turkey, shot a turkey for turkey hunting. You shot a turkey? Shot some pigs, some boars. Wow, I did not know this about Some you. bugs, yeah. Wow. One doe when I was younger, like the first animal i ever killed was a doe because it was like doe hunting season but i was young enough to like i wouldn't do it now but um, no that's actually uh, what i was going to say because i grew up with my uh, big family of hunters my dad is he finds i talked to him just the other day and he finds solace in going out waking up in the morning and just sitting in a tree stand yeah yeah whether he kills anything or not he likes to go up there and he listens to it it's the break of light he likes to uh-huh. listen and watched the deer come down i think he's done it went out there without a bow or anything before he finds his peace there it's it's i mean good i mean good for him there have been times where i've literally gone hunting and like there's a buck out there that i could have shot and i just didn't like i just watched mm. it instead because i do love deer meat venison don't get me wrong it's delicious um but i don't hunt too often it was always more of a thing i did with my dad um but now that he's moved away i don't do it ever um because it's good it's just i don't know i i've gotten a little bit softer like don't get me wrong i would fucking kill a deer if i was starving but (laughs) i'm not starving like 
I got some white cheddar Cheetos in the cabinet. Like, I'm all right. Yeah, um, you'll need to kill an animal if you have white cheddar Cheetos. Uh, but yeah, I, did, I, I did kill a doe. My, fir- my first ever animal kill was a, was a doe. And I actually kind of, I don't want to say I reg- regret it, but I felt bad. Well, let's feel bad now. Let's get into it a little bit. Let's well, just for a quick second here, because uh, so I, I like I said, I also grew up hunting, and then I did it, and a lot of it was about you're a kid, you don't really know any better. Not that I didn't have compassion; I was never, I didn't play with their corpse or anything. Yeah, it was just like a father. Like I love my father. I still love my father, and it was all about impressing him. He'd be so happy. We have walkie talkies. Yeah, and my dad, hey, they're coming right to you. They're coming. He just knows how to set the yeah. stand up. And then I'm like, yeah, I got him. Don't say anything. And then time would go by, and I have a bow back there. And my dad would, my dad would retell the story like with such fondness and like proudness, yeah. and say. And then the next thing he heard was me like, he's down. Yeah, like I got him. My dad's like, all right, yeah, like a whisper celebration. Then I got older, and not only was it, you know, I don't know, at fourteen, fifteen you start to get into girls and I don't really want to freeze my ass off at the top of a tree in the early in the morning anymore. But I also realized I don't want to kill animals. I love animals just fine for the most part. And I just, and uh, I would even this, hopefully this doesn't make me sound awful. I wouldn't, this would never happen again. But I remember even there's no deer coming by. It was like full light didn't didn't work out i was like oh man i really want to make my dad like proud that he would have been but there was a squirrel a squirrel down there and i had a bow and i'm always at the top of tree stand i was like it's a squirrel but if i get that from this top of this tree stand with a bow my dad's gonna shit himself like that's impressive i got i was really good with it so i pulled back and I, i think maybe i didn't i probably didn't think i was gonna pull it off but i did but it didn't kill it. It went like through like his stomach, right? Mm-hmm. The squirrel crawled up to the bottom of a tree, like with his back up against it, reached and started eating his insides. Jesus fucking Christ. And I watched, and then it died. And then I told my dad, check that out. I got sure with the bow. I was like, hey, uh, <laughs> you're not going to believe what it did. I never heard of anything like that. And I'll tell one more awful story. Well, here's one too. My first deer was also a doe and I shot it in the juggler with a crossbow. So that was tough. Uh, last one, I'll, last one I'll say just because this movie's uncomfortable. So I thought a good thing. Yeah, yeah I've got stories. some stories. Uh, my uncle, I, we haven't talked in years, I don't think, but he, it would be me, him and my father would all go hunting when I was younger. Well, you know, you shoot a deer with the bow, a lot of time you follow the blood, you track it and whatnot. Well, he hit this one. You're supposed to hit like right behind the shoulder and maybe want to double lung it or whatever it may be. This one didn't get hit right. Whatever, something happened. Anyway, my uncle goes off to find his arrow and leaves us with this wounded doe. Now, this I think kind of shaped me and why my hunting days were over. This thing's on the ground and it's right in front of us. It's not going anywhere. And it's making like fucked yeah. up loud noises yeah. and my my dad he's a hunter he's out there to kill but he's not a monster no my, my dad looked at me and was uh, he goes oh this this is fucked up so my dad goes over and gets this rock 
and it's not like a huge thing, but it's a two-hander. Yeah. And he brings something over the top of his head, and I just turn around, and I just hear it, like, hit this deer's skull. Poof! Just switch the... the <laughs> this is awful. We might have to cut this. This is not good. With this craziest... Th- but it's uncomfortable theme, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... it's it's. I know <laughs> it sounds brutal as fuck. Because... But that's... I mean... This Native Americans brutal? have been doing it since... You know, so I mean, like, it, they used to hunt buffalo. I mean, hunting is a part, like, it's a part of life. It, animals, yeah. a fucking animal kingdom is a violent, nasty world. Um, Look, and there's a population that has to be controlled with deer. And actually, that's true. Like, they, there's times where uh, people actually encourage to go out and will extend tags for, like, black bear and stuff because the population. Even, even wolves have to be... Uh, controlled you know yeah like, so that is, that is a thing and i understand it like anyway it's obviously heartbreaking but that's what makes a good hunter a good hunter is that he respects the animals and respects life and obviously you don't want an animal to suffer so i probably would have used a different method than a fucking rock but well, we'll get to it because we don't have guns we have like a bow and arrow and I, it's i mean you're not going like, to pull like an arrow at right above it so I guess he thought this thing was on its way out. I think he tries one more time with this. And both, I'm just staring the opposite direction. Like, oh my god, and you, this thing is still making noises. And I think my dad might have even told me to, for some reason, I didn't watch like the second or I don't know if I watched either one of them. I might have watched one like Rock Smash, but this one forever, re- whatever reason I watched, and my dad took out this blade that's like. Uh, had a curve to it that went across his knuckles or something and he went down and slit this thing's throat and i just like watched and then of course it's still it went on a little bit and i i think from that day forward it was <laughs> uh, that's a rough one so all right and i i love i felt fucking awful and i, I mean i didn't yeah shoot the thing and that's when i was like, this you know what this is not right. This is awful. I mean, this particular situation was, and I just, I was like, you know what? Other people can control the population and I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's an important skill to have knowing how to hunt, knowing how to track and how to do it all. But um, yeah, it does, it does, uh, it does change you a little bit, especially if you are (laughs) compassionate about animals, which we both are. I have a similar story. The last time I ever went hunting, um that was like truly to kill something like there were times my dad and i went hunting he would go to one stand but i went into that those woods knowing full well no matter if something walked out i ain't killing it like right i would i just didn't want to um even though i would have liked the i would have liked to impress my dad or just had him be proud of me i was kind of past that point in my life where i was like you know i don't really need this um at the expense of a the, the, an animal's uh, life but again i do like eating so it is what it is um i went turkey hunting a couple years ago and it was my turn to kill a turkey uh, or it was my permit so me and my dad he was calling i was uh behind the blind sure enough the turkey comes in i get him with the shotgun and the thing's still kicking on the ground and like i run up there and i'm ready to blow its fucking head off like i know that sounds brutal but like to me that's the quickest fucking like you know what i mean get close to his head and my dad's like no 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 i'm like oh i turn around like why he's like don't waste the ammo (laughs) and i'm like dad you're fucking kidding he's like 
And he's like, you got your pocket knife on you, don't you? Because we always, I always carry a pocket knife. So he made me slit that turkey's throat. And I remember my pocket knife was a little dull. <laughs> so I had to basically just fucking saw it its neck for a second. As its eyes are looking up at me, just like, and it's like chirping. And like, it's, it's, it's going. And like, I mean, the neck slit helped, but I mean, it was going quick, but it was just like, I'm looking, I'm like, I literally said, I'm sorry to it, like staring it in its eyes. And now after that, I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll hunt if I'm, if I, if it, if it needs to happen or if it's like a special, like, oh, my dad wants me to come up to Montana and hunt with him on a, you know, but it's always within law. It's always within, you know, we're get, like, no matter what I was taught, if you kill something, you eat it. Like, right. It's the only reason you fucking kill anything. Um, and we ate that damn turkey and I felt bad about it. Um, and I have some other, I have, that's the, probably the most horrific story. Um, growing up in a hunting club, like there are so many shitty fucking things that people have done. Not even like people I knew, but like stories that I've heard, which I won't get into. But I also had some funny ones. Like I had one, I went hunting one morning with a bow and arrow. <laughs> the fu- I, I was uh, going to shoot a buck. I drew back on the arrow, let go, released. And the fucking Dude, I don't know where the arrow went, but the bow went thwack, thwack. And I was like, oh, what the fuck just happened? Oh, and the deer, of course, ran off. So, like, I'm bummed. I go down. I tell my dad. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dad, I, he's like, well, where's the arrow? I said, I don't fucking know. Like, I drew back. And he's like, well, you must have not done it right. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I've been, I've hunted before, dad. I know how to shoot a fucking bow. Mm. And he's like, well, let me and he fucking pulls back in the and he's gonna shoot at a target. He releases the entire bow comes apart in his fucking hands. Like literally like explodes. Holy shit. And um thankfully nobody got hurt, but (laughs) after that I stopped bow hunting. I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing this. Like, nope. So now I only if I hunt, it would be general gun. Um all gun, no turkeys, no one for you. One time my dad and I, we both had a deer permit. Um, excuse me. And so we were each going to take one. And um, it was, God, it was so many years ago. And we were, it was doe season. So we each had a permit for a doe. And a doe walked out and he was like, I'm going to let you take the doe. So we were both sitting in the same stand. And I was like, okay. So I go to, t- I put, I get my crosshairs on the doe and, uh, I'm getting ready to shoot. My dad's like, oh, hold on, hold on. And a fucking big, like, 10-point buck walks out. And my dad, my I love when my dad gets nervous, though, because, like, it's so, like, you get, nothing shakes him, really, but, like, he gets, <laughs> he got nervous. He's like, oh, that's a big, all right, you shoot the doe, I'm going to shoot the buck. And, we'll, uh, and uh, I'm like, okay, whatever, dad. And um, so we put our guns up, and he's like, one, two, fire. We start shooting. Of course, there's smoke. Like, uh, you know, I we're firing. We each have five bullets. So we, and it's funny because I was shooting at the doe. Didn't know where that fucker went. Like, couldn't see it anymore. And I'm like, Dad, I think the doe ran off. And uh, his gun jammed for a second. And the buck was still standing there, just, 
just looking around like, what the fuck's going on here? And me and my, he must have shot twice. I at least shot at the doe twice. So I still have three bullets. He has three bullets, but his gun jam. And I, we stopped shooting for like a good three seconds. And the buck's still just standing there looking around like, what the fuck's going on? And my dad's like, shoot, shoot that motherfucker. So I turn on the buck and I start, I fire my last three bullets at the same time that he fires his last three bullets. The buck goes down. We never found blood for the doe. We tracked, we went, we both like went around a couple hundred yards, never found anything. Mm. So I don't think I hit the doe. Um, but we don't know who killed the buck because we all fired on it. And there was, <laughs> it was like a firing squad. And, I, and what's funny is there was only one bullet that hit the buck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So we don't know who the fuck it was oh to this day. God. He mounted it. He has the fucking thing in his house. Um, oh shit so story behind that one yeah it's i mean it's sad you know obviously the life of an animal and um but it is one of the funnier if you can get past that it's one of the funnier stories (laughs) you get past the death part it's pretty funny (laughs) there there was a time me and my dad went pig hunting i love how this turned into a hunting (laughs) yeah no this might be our best one yet sponsored by bath pro shop (laughs) yeah Um, real tree (laughs) (laughs) um there is a, excuse me, there was um, another time we went pig hunting and we were in the tree for a couple hours. We get down, we're walking back and we didn't see anything. And as we're walking, my dad, again, nervous, stops and he's like, they're right there, they're right there, son. Back up, back up. And we see him like down this stretch of woods back towards our stands where we had just come from. And he's like, you, ain't a good, you take those three pigs, we could take these three pigs or whatever. I forget. I was young too when this happened, so I don't remember the rules. Um, I'm pretty sure you could just like kill pigs where we were or something. Um, anyways, <laughs> he winds up only killing one, but I brushed up against the tree and he was like, go ahead, son, go ahead. And my gun would not fire. I was like, the safety was all, I was like, dad, I don't know what the fuck's wrong. He's like, well, so I pulled the thing back. Or no, I was like, I didn't pull the um, bolt back. I was just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, dad, just shoot, shoot, shoot. So he shoots, he kills a pig. And what happened was I had a bolt action that when I brushed up against the tree, the action kicked up just a little bit to where I wouldn't notice it by looking at it, uh-huh. but it kept the gun from fi- from firing. Uh-huh. Um, and there's another story, same spot a year or two after where he had just put me in the fucking tree and he, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go get my stand. So I'm sitting there, you know, it's starting to, become morning you know it's beautiful out like i'm just looking at the the sky turn light blue and getting brighter and brighter and right as it got like bright and i knew my dad would probably be getting into a stand i hear (gasps) (laughs) i'm like holy fuck (laughs) so finally i I climb down run over there and he's like quick give me some bullets (laughs) and he had killed a pig and um he's like i was walking up and they were right there and um I just remember being scared shitless though because I was up in the stand and I was like, my dad's firing already. Like, is there a fucking bear or something? Right. Um, but that would have been nerve wracking for sure. <laughs> yeah, I did. I always remember walking into the woods early in the morning is one of the scariest fucking ex- experiences just because you don't know what's yeah. right there. I've heard shit run off right fucking beside me and you're like, oh, and you oh. know before it's break of light and you can't see shit and you're hearing shit like i didn't know until i was well i guess i was you know i don't know 
whenever I was first in tree stand, maybe 11 or 12 or whatnot, and I didn't know squirrels barked. They do. Like, they're out there, and they make, like, this crazy, weird, yeah, like, bark. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I remember my dad telling me it was a squirrel. And also, uh, like, maybe... Or bobcats? Uh, or fucking bobcats. Uh, or if we would do evening hunts, I remember, like, it finally gets pitch black to the point where it's like, okay, you know, it's done, hunt's over. But there's always a little sense of uneasiness when... I hear like like something's coming. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's supposed to be, you know, it should be my dad. But I am a I'm an imaginative kid. What if it's not like, what if he just like, I always picture like someone with full camouflage, like, well, okay, someone's down there. Is that, and then maybe my dad coming like on the walkie talkie or like, all right, I'm about to head over. I'm like, what? <laughs> I always like, wanted to make a really cool, like, scary hunting movie. Yeah, or you see a guy knocking off, he just gestures you, like, come on, come on down, come on but down. doesn't say anything, and you just, I don't know, the kid just goes down to him, and it's not his father. Yeah. Speaking of uneasiness, what about uh, young David Letterman? Did you, does that, that guy looked exactly like young David Letterman, the guy who drove the van for Oh, he, shit, he did. <laughs> Didn't he? He fucking did. Holy shit. I wrote, he looked like, I even looked up a picture and like put him side by side. I was like, holy shit, like that's him. And also, there's an old man in a straw hat at that place where everyone's in the back of the truck that looked like Norm MacDonald to me. Mm. Oh, old MacDonald and David Letterman, both in this. Hey, back to that armadillo that you threw in the yeah. pond or whatever. You should have, dude, you could have put it on your Texas Chainsaw Massacre shelf. I didn't have it done. Oh. I we'll just go kill another armadillo. I wonder where the nearest armadillo is. Isn't it pretty sad that, to think that there might be someone who actually believes you went to town on an armadillo with a cookie sheet? <laughs> no, yeah, I did actually go out there and see one and uh, follow it with my phone. I thought it was like really cool, but no. I, I didn't It's still alive and well the last you saw of it. Yes. Well, Florida was an interesting place. You got there and like li lizards big, wouldn't take off. We went to some part and there was a fucking, uh, I don't even know what part of Florida we were, but they had like big, like random wild, like iguanas. Mm. For me, like I didn't never saw it. I was like, holy shit. And then like, I remember stopping in the road and like a bunch of crabs crossed the road. Like here we had in Maryland, we have squirrels. Then there was like, a school, a bunch of crabs, uh, armadillos. And then what about the time just walking across the highway and we hear a meow? Oh yeah. What? one two o'clock in the morning or something yeah we just went for a walk and we heard a meow and it was a little kitten and dude do you remember how long it took us to get that kitten and i get really like i love like i, said, I love animal and i started getting really upset it's like right by the road and it's a yeah. little tiny tiny kitten and i did not want to leave this thing and plus there's like fucking i've come across walking to work also i used to where we went where we saw that uh cat that kitten i would walk that way to work and i would pass big raccoons and i would mm. see fox take off and shit and i was thinking that thing is not going to last this little kitten if we don't get it but i didn't think we were going to be able to pull it off and we tried everything i'm playing cat sounds on my phone yeah. then we just sat there and we just wait for it to get close and eventually you scooped it yeah because uh, it came to us yeah and we then once we had it we're all pumped and we're, we're kind of like smiling like we like what an adventure look at this, this is a story what if i had like 
throwing it down like a football. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, well. Yeah, we didn't know what to do with it. You were afraid that it would might, might get your cat sick. Yeah, that's the thing. There. Uh, I heard that like cats carry a certain thing to where they could pass your and kill your cat. Like I couldn't bring it in. Yeah. Of course, when I had cats, I also had you know my daughter at the time. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think I was leaving anyway, so I was just like, I'll take, like, just, I'll put the cat in my car, and, excuse <laughs> me, and I'll take care of it and figure out what to do with it when I get back home, and I was going to keep it, but I decided not to, and then I found a family friend who, like, took him, and as far as well, I know, like, gave him a good home and everything. Well, good, turned out the way, a part of me does wish you would have, and here he is, and you bring him up and you did keep him. I know, dude. I like, kind of wish you did for the story. Like, if I, you know, I kick the bucket, you could be like <clears throat> a cool story behind your little kitty cat. That I kind of probably five, I, six years old now. I do regret giving him away. Um, but at the time, like, my dad was pretty strict about, like, because I rent from my dad. It's my grandfather's old house. And he was just pretty strict about not having animals in the house. And of course, now I've got two dogs, two cats, <laughs> uh, which is a long story. But um, yeah, that was a fun time. Animal um, Florida memories. Yep. The Florida Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> that has happened. It's Scarface. You don't have to hear about it anymore. <laughs> um, I, I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we don't really have to explain a lot of the plot, right? Like we do with some movies. This is the original. This is, yeah, before. this is, it speaks for itself. And yeah. it's a classic. It's got a lot of dope. Uh, what's now considered cliche but just dope fucking imagery and horror tropes and everything else and like the van traveling across country with our busload of victims and um you know things going awry uh and it just fucking works for all intents and purposes it should not be this well remembered and loved and cherished because it just shouldn't be like this movie shouldn't have been something that stood the test of um, time. I'm surprised it wasn't forgotten and left by the wayside, but it just came out at the right time, the right way. And it fucking just, it just caught on. And I always think that's fascinating when you look back at like some of the things that have caught on and some of the other things that didn't. And I mean, just the Texas chainsaw massacre alone, like the fact that that title worked. Well, that, and they did a really good job of kind of, skirting around the uh, based on a true story thing which it's not but well, it is based off the off of ed Gein, yeah buffalo built and stuff so well when they made the original they didn't do that they didn't say um the trailer didn't uh so i thought the trailer actually had people you know i'm not gonna say that I, I to my memory i don't think the original movie played up that like based i think it said it was like based on actual crimes or something like that i can't remember uh, okay but it was when the remake came along that that's when it really was like inspired by a true story and that's when people really started to believe like and props to the narrator of that too incredible voice like yeah. and something and they got him back years uh, later for the remake yep <clears throat> so that, that was another thing i was really i thought was really cool um i wish i could wouldn't that be cool if i memorized that and i could just spout it right now you did the whole entire yeah dialogue that he did um yeah and other, other than that uh just gotta talk about the the dinner scene at the very end which is kind of 
that was another gnarly one. I was watching this with someone who was, oh, 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 like it's another thing was I thought was really effective. Uh, I was watching with someone who thought, like, oh, she just ran into the room with these two old corpse, but I know that the grandpa is actually oh, not, yeah. uh, not dead. So when you see him like pull up the dinner and she's they cut her finger, and this old grandpa, fucked up looking old ass grandpa, is like sucking her finger, yeah. her bloody finger. And then if you look at the uh, the set or their house, I guess, and you see uh, there's arms on the chair that she's sitting in. So it's yeah. a literal, it's an armchair, like a literal, literal armchair. And then uh, the lights have decapitated heads on them, I believe. Yeah. So it's arm, I guess, is that a little underlying comedy that whenever people's heads, the armchair Maybe. headlights? I mean, it's, it's scary and it's, but it's also funny. Like if you, it depends on which way you look at it. Obviously it's very disturbing, but it is also kind of funny that these like uh, fucking rednecks put arms as the arm, as the armchairs. And head um, on the lights, headlight. Yeah. And just so we don't leave them out because we haven't mentioned like, I guess the father character. That's another thing is like, I wish I understood the relationship a little bit better and how they're all related but it's not really necessary um i never yes, looked at that as the father i always looked at him as more of like a maybe like an uncle okay yeah maybe um maybe. he's I great guess. he's obviously really great and sinister and disturbed um i love when he's yelling at leatherface in the kitchen he's like where where are they and he's like yeah they're right they're showing them all yeah. and he's like and he's he, you can tell he's like satisfied and he's like you you idiot! You ruined the door! And he starts beating him. <laughs> um, then he has like weird moments where he's like, I, I, I can't take no pleasure in killing. But then he like gets excited in beating uh, Sally and oh, yeah. it's, so, it's so bizarre and out there and poor Sally's put through the fucking ringer when they're trying to beat her head in with that hammer and they're get her grandpa, get! That's another reason I think this movie just wears on me a little bit is it's so once it gets going it's so loud and constant and like the music the like the harsh like yeah like uh sound effect that they use when yeah. they cut into sally's eyes and it just so it's it's like you just need to pause it for a second and just lean back and be like okay maybe that's part of why it's so effective but i think so because i don't think they overdo it so i i like it and i think that's what made it stand out a little bit and be different and it didn't this to me, this didn't drag. It was this crazy-ass fucking family who's totally out there. And you think she gets so... Sally gets away at one point and goes to the gas station and it turns out to be another member of the family. Yeah. So, and like we you know, talked about her finally getting away, you root for her and she's bloody and she's been... You get the sense they were effective in making you... Uh, portraying that she was put through it. Right. Watching like her brother get chainsawed in his wheelchair and her friends bodies and uh the one chick that was in the freezer and they opened oh, when she, she was still alive she went, they came back out and just kind of like shoves her back back down there's just so much fun shit i it was a really fun watch for me i wanted to ask you because it's something i never thought of before and i don't know if this is a big thing that gets mentioned but watching this with a person that was a first time watch for um this is the first time I ever heard someone possibly think that Franklin could be in on this. 
which I thought was interesting because when you notice Franklin is always the one directing people places like oh, the watering hole is right down there and you go down there they go off and get killed then he did it to another person directing them somewhere no let's go down here right around here is where he knew all these facts it was kind of directing people and then they end up getting killed by Leatherface I think there could be and he was kind of weird and out there like I mean I guess to us it's just annoying but maybe I don't know there was a few times where I could see how somebody could think that because he kept sending people to their deaths, basically. And he had a lot of information. Like, where was that watering hole? And that was the first two. And he points down, knew exactly where it was, and they went off and got killed. Then when David Letterman went to look for him, Franklin directed him, too, about where they went. And he was also kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know if that's ever been brought up, but I thought it was interesting. I never thought that. But I, w- I wonder if anyone else had that thought upon first-time watch. I'm going to disagree with all that. <laughs> You're going to disagree with wondering if that was a thought that someone else had? Yeah, that's just dumb. <laughs> I disagree. No. No one thought no. that. As soon as you started saying that, I was like, no. I'm not about that fan no, theory. I didn't think so. No, 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 no. Not a fan theory. But thought that watching that, that could be where the movie goes. Right. But then it doesn't. I don't think now that it ended, I don't think there's a fan theory of people thinking Franklin was involved with it. I don't think that. But it did have me thinking. I was like, oh, that's an interesting thought. People might, I don't think that was meant to be like a red herring or anything. But I wondered if anyone else had that thought. I don't know. That would maybe be if like you were going to remake this because they already are, they're making a sequel, reboot, whatever, how many fucking ones we've had. I think an interesting maybe version of this would be where they do travel across country and there's the character in the wheelchair and he's just so angry at his friends for being assholes that he knows about this like redneck fucking fucked up family that like lives in the area. So maybe like after he's just had enough, maybe they pulled pranks on him. That's when like, yeah, maybe he like sends one of them to like go, like knowing that they're going to stumble across them. That might be like an interesting Thing they could play around with um, well and also remember it was franklin and sally's uh family apparently they were going to that's the part i always thought was weird was like okay so this was their like childhood home and these redneck cannibal cannibalistic family like has also probably lived here forever and they never crossed paths or like heard about them or any like I, yeah. it seemed a little strange um that's why i like in the remake they're just going to a concert so they're just driving across texas like i think yeah. i like that yeah. more there's no need to really add too much to that. Like, why make it too complicated? They're going to a concert. People get in the car and drive to concerts. That was good enough for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that too. I'm looking forward to definitely covering the remake one day. But, yeah, but this is a, a definite, very obvious uh, recommend for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 74. This shit was fun. The shit moved. It's iconic for a reason. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, later holds up. It's a classic. I mean, how can you not? Pretty simple, be, easy. How can you not be a horror fan without having seen this and at least liking it a little bit? Because um, it does. It paved the way for Halloween, and that's what get paved the way for Friday Thirteenth and everything else. So, I mean, I do love it. I, I I don't know if I shit on it. I do love it. I enjoyed watching it. It's just the beginning. There's a little bit of a lull for me, and. The character of Franklin is a lot. 
So that's why the Texas Chainsaw, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has never been my favorite series anyways. The series is all over the place. They are fun to watch, but ultimately they are very much all the same, which is a bunch of annoying rednecks just screaming and loud chainsaw noises. That's why I always yeah. thought Rob Zombie should do a remake or a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, God, it seems like it'd be right there, yeah. I'm not a- where Come fuck you with this chainsaw, you fucking bitch! Sit on this. Wow, other face is very articulate now. Ooh, imagine Richard Brake as like a hitchhiker character. Oh, he, that's who he'd be. Yeah, yeah. Richard Brake is a hitchhiker. Holy shit! Yeah, that'd be good. Or the, even the uncle too. That would be good. God, the only thing about Richard Brake that wouldn't work for the hitchhiker is because. That'd be the most unrealistic part of the movie because there's no way you pick that motherfucker up. <laughs> the oh, yeah, the right. You can even if you slow down a little bit and he looks over, I'm like, ah, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that guy just has a natural look of nope when I look at him, which I love. So props to him. Who would you be in this movie, Don? You know, I was thinking about that. I almost asked you. I was trying to. Th- I don't know. I feel like I could play Leatherface this version of Leatherface. Um, at the same time, I was like, maybe I'd be Franklin. Yeah. Or maybe I'd be the truck driver at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got to go truck driver, dude. Not because that you noticing him and go, oh, shit, doing that run is like something I think I've seen you do before. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, you would kill it. Ugh. And then at the end of the credits, like the after credits, if you stay in the theater, it just shows It's quiet, you. no score, just a <laughs> shot of a like highway, and you just hear. <laughs> you don't see you yet. They yeah. hear you first, and then you enter the frame from the left. <laughs> That's it. And then I run, pat, I run out of frame, and you can still hear me getting further and further away. And then you hear like the sound of like the cicadas chirping. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. And then the sound of a chain, like, and that, and that comes God. You would play a good hitchhiker, I think. That's what I was going to say. You had all the same ones that I was thinking. I was thinking Franklin and uh, the truck driver for you. When you said truck driver, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, that definitely confirms it. But, I could see you as the hitchhiker. I could also see you as David Letterman, just like a different version of that <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could make that work. Yeah, I'll say hitchhiker and uh, truck driver for us. Grandpa. Grandpa, I mean, why not? That was a young guy. Yeah. He's in old makeup. I can suck a bloody finger. Mm. But... <laughs> I can suck a bloody finger on that. Sucking penis. Well, Dylan, it's been well, a while. Jeff. It's been a while since, I... since we had a strive. But it's back five. today. And it's yes, Brack. It is Texas Chainsaw Massacre themed. Ooh. Um, we got Daily Lighty. Two one point questions and a three point question. Okay. And then uh judging how many points you get, I'm gonna ask you a third question. And you're gonna that it's gonna have multiple answers. For every answer that you have, you will get a point. But we'll worry about that if we get to this drive. A lot of times you don't need it. Let's see if you will this time. You're trying to get the five. Question one for one point. 
Which entry of the franchise is the first one where Leatherface does not kill someone with a chainsaw? Damn. Which? The first entry in the franchise is the first to have Leatherface not kill someone with a chainsaw. Ah, damn. Damn, damn, damn. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty good, pretty interesting. Because I want to say, I want to say the the third one, but the fourth one, I'm trying to remember if he actually fucking kills it. That movie's so pathetic. (laughs) Oh, dude, I'm looking at my fourth copy of, uh, or my the Texas Chainsaw Massacre four. There's a little sticker on the front that says FC Leslie Video, Uh, Leslie Philadelphia, or Leslie something. It says this movie is subject to a three dollar late fee. Oh no! So jokes on you, dude. I stuck you at my late fee from a long time ago. <laughs> I'm like, they come to arrest me. I ain't got it. It's in Florida. All right, boys, pack it up. I tell you, uh, my mom got uh, handcuffed. The police came for her, fucking handcuffed her, and everything because uh, of oh a, yeah, your VHS tape. tape. It was a like fucking SummerSlam. <laughs> that is the craziest shit. I've never she heard. She tells that story. She goes, I can't believe that happened. It was late. The cops like put it, cuffs on me and everything. They came to like lock me up and I was just a kid and I, I had like ripped the tape or I had messed it up. I broke it. Like, I wore that shit out and accidentally, I guess, unspooled it or something. And they were going to lock, lock her up. And then I think she was just like, I'll just pay, pay for 200 bucks. And it was all well and good. Dude, do you know I still have nightmares sometimes where uh, <laughs> this is so crazy. This is a deep cut. I still have a nightmares where I'm I forgot that I have like a red box DVD to return or a blockbuster <laughs> movie to and it's been like months and like I I found it and like I'm like, oh my fucking god, like now I owe hundreds of dollars like in oh, late fees. God. Um I'm gonna say the third one, Leatherface. Section three. <laughs> I realized I've been talking when I should be answering. Um, the answer Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Fuck you. Man. You were holding it. Damn. In your hand. Yeah. Apparently, that was the first one. So I guess he killed somebody in three. I don't remember, honestly. I've only seen the third one once. I've seen the fourth one once. I've seen Leatherface oh. once. Well, okay, you're at least going to need to strive for a potential one, but let's see if we can uh, make up some ground here for one point. In 2006 is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The New Beginning. Luda May sings what song to Bailey at the dinner table? Uh, fuck! Um, you remember the Luda May character, the... Uh, yeah, I think it's Mockingbird. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mommy's gonna buy you no, a Mockingbird. You are correct. Hush, yeah. little baby, yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Solid. That was good, dude. All right, we're gonna up it a little bit here. This is this is tough because it's He's good. Texas Chainsaw Massacre adjacent a little bit. Okay. But it's the reason why it's three points. And uh, I'll probably try and give you a little hint too, but let's see. Dennis Hopper thought the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was the worst movie he'd ever been in. <laughs> he later said the same thing about what movie? 
Ooh, damn. Damn. That's tough. 1993. Dennis Hopper was in a 1993 movie that he, I guess, also said after he'd already claimed Texas Chancel Massacre 2 to be the worst movie he'd ever been in. He said the same thing about this 1993 film he was a part of. I don't know if I'm going to get this one, dude. Not horror. I figured that much. Yeah. That's tough. Because um, I'm not the biggest Dennis Hopper fan. Um, like, I literally only know Speed, True Romance, uh, Land of the Dead, but those aren't, that is the 90s. Um, I think he likes Speed. That was like a big budget movie i'm sure you would i'm gonna say true romance no the answer is actually a movie based off a popular video game motherfucker if you had said that man super mario brothers <laughs> shit i forgot he's in that <laughs> son of a bitch you know, I always thought Hopper was a little bit of a Streisand, but he was rocking the shit in Super Mario Brothers. He plays Bowser, doesn't he? <laughs> I did a little research into this question because I thought I thought that was really interesting. So just to um, get a break some news here and get the real answer out there. Both those movies that he'd been in, he claimed were the worst movie he'd ever been in. So I just decided to look up the scores. <clears throat> on IMDb, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 it has a 5.6. Super Mario Brothers has a 4.1. And on Rotten Tomatoes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, 47%. Super Mario Brothers, 28%. Which means Dennis Hopper's worst movie he was a part of was Super Mario Brothers. We, we said it here first. Thanks All right, a lot, David Duchovny. <laughs> Duchovny. <laughs> you just have your David Duchovny finger in arms reach. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. We're going to strive, and you're going to have to take a big swing here, man. Yeah. Um, so you're going to need to get four answers right. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, once you miss one, we stop. If you say a wrong thing, I got to take it and it's over. All right. <clears throat> so let's see how good you are with this. Each name gets you one point. Dylan, can you name? I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven names here of people who are credited as playing Leatherface actors who got the... Gunnar Hansen. The role. Okay. The Gunnar Hansen. Kane Hodder. Now, I'm giving you a, a pass on this one because I wanted to preface it. You went into it a little quick. I was going to say, not including Kane Hodder. He did stunt oh, work. Damn. Okay. I'm talking when you, if you go to Wikipedia, okay, that's the cast. So that's not count. That's scratch. You got one point. You're at two points total. We need three more names. Andrew Berninski, I think I pronounced his name right. Correct. Who famously had some controversy about uh, 
posting boo-hoo on Facebook when Gunnar Hansen died and took a very harsh stance. Uh, Andrew came off not well. No, that sucks. It was a very... was my favorite Leatherface until that happened. If that's true, I don't even know if that happened. So he's still... No, I looked that up. I mean, it got posted and people kind of gave him shit. And he goes, look, and he goes, I think cancer... He kind of pulled back a little bit. But he said something about how he was rude to me. I don't know what it was. He seemed very pro-bro. But who knows? Anyway, two points on the board. Oh, fuck. I'm not going to get this next one because I can see his name in my head, but I almost said Thomas C. Howell, but that's not it. I know it's something like, um, oh, come on. It's, uh, oh, come on. I think I know what one you're trying to. I think it's like RJ. Because he was in part three, I think. I'm trying to think of any of the other ones I can think of off the top of my head. So there was Texas Chainsaw 3D. I don't know who the fuck played him there. Leatherface, I have no idea. Dude, I might not get. Ah, fuck. RJ. Oh, or is it something? It's something like that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm, I don't know. Um, I'm blanking. I can't I, think. I know it's which a, one you're trying to get at. Yeah. I can see, like I said, I can see it like blurred. And it's odd because it's R A. R A. I'm not getting it, dude. What are they? Because you said I got one right, not Kane Hodder, and there's many more. I don't know. But you got Kane. two. You got Gunnar Hansen, you got Andrew Bernanski, whatever. Yeah. Who also was in Batman Returns? He played Christopher uh, Walken's son. That's right. That's right. I was trying to think who he played in that. Um, the best Batman movie ever. Wow. It's my favorite. Which one? Batman Returns with Batman. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. That's my that is my favorite as well. Uh, well, but I see if these names even. Let's see if they. R. A. Millahoff. Yes. <laughs> Tell me me you didn't look around and have his name listed on the front of a VHS. Dude, I swear to God, there's... I don't have part three. Okay. (laughs) Somehow... We're counting counting that, because I know this is tough. I'm not going names. I wouldn't have been able to do shit. That fucking name just came, like... (laughs) That's fucking crazy. I'm not getting the rest. You already had one point from Hush Little Baby. You got Gunnar Hansen. Andrew Barninski, Ari Milk. Can you name one more person who played Leatherface? I don't think so. Because um, I don't know who played him in part four. I don't know who played him in 3D. I don't know who played him in the fucking... Leatherface movie. I don't know who's even playing him in the new one. Um, I read the new person's name recently, but unfortunately I forgot what it was. And I don't believe I put that one in here. I don't think. No, I would assume I didn't. I'm still shocked that there's more than just... Well, here's what we're going to do. Here, I'm going to read the names. I'm gonna, let's see if any of these were ones that you even had somewhere back there because it's always i always take solace and if i'm trying to think of something i'm like no no don't tell me, don't tell me. i don't want to look yet 
and then I hear it, I'm like, oh no, I know what I got that. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think like I, it, ma- it makes me feel better. I don't think I'll get the rest. Uh, I believe this is in order. If it's not, I apologize. I should have run stuff down, but I have written down Gunnar Hansen, Bill Johnson. Okay. You could, maybe you could have made up, probably just guessed a straightforward name and maybe got it. R.A. Milhoff, Mihalhoff, whatever that is. Robert Jacks, nothing. Nope. Andrew Brunarski, it looks like. Dan Yeager. Damn. I know that name. Like, if you had said, if there was a question where it would have been like, who did Dan Yeager play? You would have said Leatherface. I would have said Leatherface, yeah. And the last name I have is Sam Strike. Nope. It's a cool name. Um, You got four. You managed to get three of those in the one point. But Kane Hodder did play Leatherface. He done that. It's a kind of a... uh, He's playing Leatherface in the video game. Fun fact, he's playing him in the... So, wasn't on my list, but at the same time, you weren't wrong. And that was a hell of a strive. So, I say, Dylan, you pulled this one off. And I say we give it to you. And you go ahead and choose our next, because that was a... That was an impressive, uh, impressive run there. Well, buddy, let's do this, since I feel like I kind of lost... A little bit you want to do a little thing that we did last time we could do a little option game or something yeah um and i, I gonna, like that i'm gonna just do this real quick well we both just covered a movie that we've both seen that was iconic so let's go ahead and switch up and both watch something that we haven't seen well then i'm <laughs> I, well i don't know if you have seen you might have seen this oh from Tubi. One of them you might have seen, but I've always wanted to see it. And then this other one I found, it just sounds interesting. The poster looked cool. So, well, now I'm interested because I'm the fact that you think there could potentially be a, a horror movie that I've seen that you haven't. They, those come few and far between. There's only been a few of those. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to decide. Do you want, we, can either do a thing where I say the dates of the years that they came out, or I can just read you the um, plot. Plot, so, and you tell me which one you want. Uh, just because I I tend to get a little biased with eighties and things like that, let's do plot. Okay. Well, these are both in the nineties, and they're not ninety three and ninety five. So oh, okay, okay. So the first one is called the Chill Factor. A snowmobile trip turns into a waking nightmare for a, a group of young couples after they take refuge in a camp overrun with demons. And it's got a cool ass fucking poster. Let's see if I can. Um, the chill factor. The chill factor from 1993. The chill factor from 1993. The poster just fucking caught my eye. And then when I read that, um, there's the camera. Oh. <laughs> so guys dylan's <laughs> trying to get a good uh view for me for, for his phone and it's obviously all white he's trying to turn a certain way and now i am underneath dylan's desk <laughs> watching you try and get the camera <laughs> he knocked over with the <laughs> all right <laughs> oh man see if we can do this now there you go okay all right oh all right all right that looks awesome. So that's the chill factor. 
people go look at the cover up for a movie called The Chill Factor. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. Um. And then the second one, this is the one you might know, Ice Cream Man, a with pitiful Clyde. man with Clint Howard. Clint Howard. A pitiful man just released from an insane asylum wants to make his wants to make kids happy. So he opens an ice cream factory and turns brats into flavors of the day. Uh, I've never seen either Ice Cream Man. I always saw the poster for like a blockbuster and shit like that. So the fact that it's on Tubi, it's a horror comedy. It's an hour and 26 minutes, 1995, the year I was born. Um, and then the chill factor is an hour and 25 minutes, and it's from 1993. And that's just listed as straight horror. Wow. I gotta admit, I thought I was going chill factor immediately i was like all right because it's winter time here you know could we get some snow both have ice ice. then you said ice cream man and it's a movie that uh i have not seen but it has uh this has to be one of uh, clint howard's few like starring roles yeah and uh i like him in a lot of stuff a lot of his cameos the fact that he's in you know how the Grinch Stole Christmas. Right. Well, that was directed by his brother, Ron Howard. Yeah. And uh, Waterboy and all these random like cameos. And of course, the legendary uh, Three from Hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Man, you know what? He has that look to him. And that's something I've been thinking about. And I don't want to, I don't want to lose that. So, um, yeah, let's give that a watch, man. Let's ice, watch. Cream, ice Cream Man from 1995. All right, it's on Tubi. Might be on other things, but I'm excited. Dude, when we do this episode, we should have some ice cream. Oh, my. I got to go get me some uh, lactose your, from the pallet. All right, I'll get Froyo. What's your, <laughs> what's your flavor? What's your go-to? Oh, you know me, dude. Pussy flavor. Pussy. <laughs> I'm more of a rainbow blast flavor <laughs> no, that's probably a thing too uh I, just, I used to back in the day when i ate ice cream it used to just be a nice i like a good uh you know you get the neapolitan the three yeah, yeah, yeah. and you would look in there and it would just be one straight row of vanilla because i was a strawberry chocolate boy i'll mix it up then you have the strawberry syrup you have the chocolate syrup man as a kid can't do that now. <laughs> Dude, I used to love Neapolitan, but I would hate if the strawberry had strawberry pieces in it. Like, I want it just to be uh, strawberry flavored, not keep yeah. the fruit out of it. I don't want to fucking eat all those pits and shit. <laughs> There's somewhere I had like little, like, um, you know, when you would get the strawberry milkshakes from like Chick fil A and it had that yeah. in there? I would like that, although they'd get stuck in the fucking straw. And that was I hate it. Shit. I want. Just give uh, me strawberry flavor. Don't give me real strawberries. <laughs> God, if, if I've been there for one of one of many arguments of you at a fucking friendlies, and you just started off by saying, <laughs> "I want strawberry ice cream, please," and I don't want none of that. You you like before they even get a chance. And I don't what want the none fuck of that. Did we even go to friendlies together. <laughs> we don't. You don't think we have? No. We haven't been to a lot of restaurants together. I will tell you though, Friendly's has my favorite ice cream of all time, which is black raspberry. But um, mm. I'd say I'm more of a 
I like, I mean, I love vanilla, Neapolitan, chocolate, strawberry, but I love cookie dough. That's probably my second favorite. Oh, yeah. Chocolate chip cookie dough with Hershey syrup was my shit. I don't even need syrup. I just need chocolate chip cookie dough in a bowl. I'm probably going to have that a little pint size for when we do the, um, when we pod next, because I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Don't sleep. If I had the VHS tape, dude, that would fucking that would kill it. That seems like a must-have VHS tape for you. That that'd be a good one to be on the lookout for. That would be a great fucking find. Yeah. That just I don't know. That that vibe's fucking there for that. Yeah. That's definitely must have been one that I passed at a blockbuster as a child and been like, dude, that one. And then do you remember one called Shocker by Wes Craven? It had like a guy getting electrocuted. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! What yeah. a pull. You're right. Wow. What a. I swear I those two were like that. right next to each other. The ice cream man and that one wow. were right next to each other. Because I scare like, the shit out of me. I always say my go-to's are what covers do you think of when you go into a video store? It's always Dead Alive, uh, Vegas Vacation of Chevy Chase on that roulette wheel, and like both the Adams Family movies because the poster is like almost the same pretty much but they're next to each other but yeah that's a good pull i remember that one um, and later was i always remember kung pao or whatever the fuck that <laughs> crazy movie was it was beating up cows and shit that's why i want to get shocker so badly on vhs that and ice cream man and all good shit but dude all right texas so massacre it's a classic we got to talk about some hunting stories that were eye-opening and uh <laughs> yeah please know we're good dudes we love animals but yes i have three cats now and i love them all very much and all animals and no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast episode <laughs> you that, that, the ghost of the, your that headless turkey you killed comes up <laughs> dude i'm laying there in bed one night and i just like and there's a fucking dead turkey hovering over me he's like snuffing you out with this big feather and and right before you lose consciousness he goes i'm sorry (laughs) no he 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 gobbles but then a subtitle pops up that says i'm sorry in ghost in ghost the writing (laughs) ghost writer i'm dressed up like fucking ebenezer scrooge from christmas carol in bed and he comes in like marley well, let's get to work on that script, buddy. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys.